What's up, Crashers? Hey, hey. It is International Women's Month. Yes, it is, girl. FYI. And obviously, you have two ladies right here who love being women. Obviously, we love our dudes. But um, let's just put it out there. There, you can't love on each other too much, right? Right. I love. So, no, you go. There's a shirt I've been seeing that says um, that I want to buy that says "As strong as the woman next to me," and I think that that really speaks to me because, oh. like, I've always thought you all we can do is if we really lift each other up instead of tearing each other down, which is totally what men want us to do. Imagine what we can do together. I'm just saying, women are <gasps> insane. How about you buy me that shirt and I'll buy you that shirt? <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Listen, pro friend tip. And if Julie's listening to this, this is what we do every Christmas. Ready? So like I love diptyque candles. They're a little expensive. She loves diptyque candles. They're a little expensive. So what do we do at Christmas? We go into the store. We smell candles for an hour. We buy each other the candle. And then we stand there at the register and say Merry Christmas and then switch bags. Perfect. So Listen. Just saying, why don't we do it with the shirt? Allison and I sometimes will tell each other what we would have gotten each other for Christmas and then just don't buy each other a gift because it would be a rush. So we're like, this is what I would have got you. And she's like, this is what I would have got you. And we're like, oh my gosh, that was a really great idea. And then we just move on. Do you know how sad that would make me? I would end up buying it for myself. I'd be like, that's such a good idea. I will. My birthday's in November and hers is in January and Christmas is in between. So I feel like that's one of the reasons that we're very like, meh. Whatever. <laughs> we have big oh, families. So we're just like happy to save money there. <laughs> well, obviously, we are strong women and we know how to read. So y'all know that we are doing oh. Bombshell today. Um, a story that chronicles a bunch of women standing up for women it's and true. going through some horrible things. So, Charlotte, are you ready to do a 30-second recap on this crazy story that if you haven't watched it yet, you need to do it. Now's the time. This is the month. Get on it. This this is it. Oh, I mean, and this is the Wedding Crashers podcast. Oh, <laughs> that's Charlotte's story. And that's Jennifer Wilson. And, you know, we like to watch movies and shows with weddings in it and then talk stuff about it. Yeah, with, basically, with this is a movie and television podcast. And the only ones we watch are ones that have weddings in them. So. Mm-hmm. Get on board or don't. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> okay, R. Están listo. Uh, si. <laughs> what if you did it in Spanish? <laughs> I would be like shook. <laughs> Ready, set, go. This movie is about the 2016 uh, sexual harassment lawsuit on Fox, where a whole lot of women, but starting with one very strong-willed woman, came out and told their story, and it really started kind of the, like, Time's Up revolution and empowered women to have a voice and take down a monster uh, like Roger and start to take down additional monsters later like Weinstein, et cetera, et cetera. So it is all about how Megan uh, decided to have a voice... When she had power. <laughs> <laughs> you did good. You did good. Um, yeah, this – so I don't know how many of you grew up in a home where Fox News was ever on or never on. Um, my parents didn't like always have it on, but I would say that when it came to like we really need facts, 
Fox was probably the one that was on in our home. And that's not how it is in my home now. Um, but I really related to Margot Robbie's character and just like growing up in an evangelical home and what your thought processes should be on politics. She really resonated with me. How about you? Um, I absolutely resonated, honestly, at some point with all of them because, yes. you know, I thankfully I was raised by a um, Republican feminist mother mm-hmm. and, you know, we don't have the same political views and that's fine. But I will say she still raised me to understand the way a man thinks and how to try to rearrange situations so that I didn't end up here. But she knew that it was very likely that I would at work potentially be sexually harassed. And she wanted me to know what that was. So I think I resonated with Margot. Mm-hmm. But then also could see like very easily where any of the time that I had a corporate job, if they chose to be nasty, I could have been in the situation where I had to make a decision. I know what decision I think I would have made, but I'm just saying, yeah, kind of all of them. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think we should just get this out of the way. Like, um, obviously it's our differences in what makes us, you know, Americans and our opinions and how we were raised that lead us to vote for who we are going to vote for, which is what makes this, um, this country so great. So go exercise the right to vote. You guys, it is, it is so important. And if you feel like one vote doesn't make a difference, I'm here to tell you that if everyone thought that, what would happen? Right. So if there's something that's really important to you and there's only one person on the ballot who agrees with that, and maybe they're not a front runner, I don't care. Go vote for them because your opinion is what makes this country amazing. So that's that little like soapbox. Obviously we won't talk, we won't have to get into like what we believe, but true. But if you even just like think of your favorite song lyrics and just take that and apply it to politics, what a world, I don't know, (laughs) like imagine. And so I, I don't know. Personally, I think a libertarian female president would actually change the world, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was talking with my husband the other day, and I mean, we married two men who like totally lift us up and love mm-hmm. women for everything that we are. So it's wonderful. But uh, he was he was like, when do you think we'll have a women president? And I told him, I said, unfortunately, I think that it will be another three or four presidential cycles at least, because I think that we really truly are one of the the first generation where the majority of us would accept it and be excited about it. Yeah. Um, so I honestly think it will be someone who is around our age right now that will be the first woman president, in my opinion. So what you're saying is it's going to be it's going to be me. No, I'm just you kidding. You want to be the first female president so you're like I, I need it to be about 20 so years. I'm poor. No. Um <laughs> I think no, I would never want that job. Um but yeah, so I had just given birth to Emmy um uh last cycle when Donald was elected and I didn't get to vote because I was postpartum. I like didn't get to go. So I have kept my mouth shut about every single positive or negative feeling about his presidency. Cause so I was like, I didn't, I didn't do my part. I definitely and so, voted. You know what? I tried. And because I was postpartum, I went to the wrong polling place and then the polls closed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I remember this. Listen, my mom does not force me to do very many things and she does not get upset with me easily. But if I do not vote, 
Ooh, that woman is upset. Even if we don't have yeah. the same uh, thoughts, feelings, even if we wouldn't vote the same, she just, it's like, I have to vote or my mom is ticked off. Well, I just think that like <laughs> we have to, we have to remember that there are so many countries that get no say in what their life looks like and we are so privileged and blessed to have one. So privileged in fact that many of us take it for granted. Absolutely. And I'm just like, Absolutely. If we can encourage even one person, one listener to go and vote, then I think we should. But let's get like all the like cutesy stuff out of the way. This movie they won an Oscar for best hair and makeup mm-hmm. for a reason. How many times did you forget you were watching Charlize Theron? Okay, listen to me. I So I watched this, as I'm sure you can all guess, on a plane. <laughs> and so I'm on the plane and I'm like, that's totally her, right? Like that has to be her. I swear to God, that's her. But it's not like I, I didn't have access to my phone to look it up. So I finally was like, I feel... 99.99% confident that I would say, yes, this is Charlize Theron. But at least the first several scenes she was in, I was not positive. I and know. I couldn't tell why. Because it doesn't look like she's done anything to herself. It just looks like they made her look like somebody else. They made her look like Megyn Kelly. And they did a pretty good job. They did. They really did. I will also say, I think Charlize is like able to make such a transformation. And yes. so, like she, she, stands out She's in that way to me. Yeah. That she, she can chameleon. literally have so many different looks. I mean, um, monster. Did you see monster? Oh yes, of course. I, could you even believe? Yeah. I was like, oh, but even, uh, what is it? Uh, the movie with Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves and her, the, uh, I don't know. Devil's advocate. She, oh, I haven't seen that. Oh my gosh. It's just insane. So she's amazing. She is absolutely amazing. She's Sometimes incredible. I think, you know, because my grandpa's name is Charlie and my mom's name is Charlene and I am Charla and you can call us Chuck. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> uh, when I think about having more children, I'm like, what, wouldn't it be cool to keep that situation going? And I got nothing. The only thing I've ever thought is maybe taking Charlize and making it Charlie's. And then it sounds oh. like Charlie's and I'm out. So yeah, but yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, also, I guess you guys should know that um she was nominated for Best Actress and did not win, but the nomination was totally, totally, like, earned. And then Margot Robbie also got a nomination for Best Supporting Actress. And her character on the movie um, was not based on one person, but, like, a conglomerate of a lot of women who worked at Fox News. So they basically took stories of dozens of women and put them into one character, and that yeah. was who um, Margot Robbie played, which was – I mean, watching her – so here's what happens to her character and all of these women really is she – you hear her um, at the beginning of the movie. She makes a switch from um, Gretchen's show to Bill O'Reilly's show. Yes. And she's like, being an anchor on Fox News has always been my dream. You don't know what this would mean for my family. Like when all the TVs got recalled because the Fox News logo was burned in the corner, that was my family and – all this stuff. And you see this like joy and excitement for a career that she is so freaking pumped about, like literally stars in her eyes about yeah, her job. Her plan. Like she, this her is dream. what she has set out to do forever. And you see her like this joy about her. She's like, I am on the fast track toward everything I've ever wanted. And then she goes in and honestly, she's like such a go-getter. She sees the secretary for, um, 
like one of the head guys, his name's Roger. Um, he basically, he doesn't own Fox News, but he created Fox News. She yeah, sees, he runs it. Yes. She sees his secretary in her, on her level, um, in the, in the building. And she like pieces out and gets on the elevated with her elevator with her and makes sure that the secretary sees that she works for Bill O'Reilly. And obviously Margot Robbie is one of the most beautiful women ever. Um, and the secretary's like, Hey, we're always looking for a new on-air talent. If you want to come by and meet Roger and Margot, you know, she set this up. Like she followed her into the elevator. She's like right now. And she's like, yeah, sure. Why not? And at that point she still is so like, the look on her face is like, I'm doing this. Like I'm going to get my dream. And then she goes into his office and they're having a great conversation. She still has that look in her eyes. And he has this thing where if you're going to be on the show, you have to get up and do a spin for him. Um, and he's known as the leg man. Like they say, the reason we have clear desks on Fox news is because of Robert or Roger Ailes. Like he wants to see the legs and you see him like directing shots. Where's the wide shot? Let me see the legs. Why do you think we hired her? So she gets up and does the spin. He's like, let me see a little bit more of your legs. Pull your skirt up. She pulls it up a little bit and you're like a little uncomfortable. And she still has that glitter in her eyes. And he's like a little higher. And then the glitter starts to leave. And at that point, like all that's left is to show him her crotch. And he's like a little more, please. And the light goes out of her eyes and she does it. And then he basically is like, well, you have a place here. I'll push you to the very front of the line. But you have to prove that you're loyal to me. And basically yeah, what they that I can trust you. And what they said at the very beginning of the movie was what that was code for is if you want to get ahead, you've got to give a little head, yeah. which means she was going to have to perform some type of sex act, probably oral sex on this man to get what she wanted. And at some point she does that and the light is gone from her eyes. Oh, Not yeah. only does not only does like her entire look change um, physically, they like change the way she does her makeup and the way she's dressing, of course. And but like she is joyless, and it was so beautifully acted. Like I have never gone through something like that, but I was mortified and heartbroken the way that she portrayed that. It's one of those things where it's when you watch that play out, it's completely different than hearing about it on the news because. There's the women that are like, sorry, there's the women that are like, we, uh, you shouldn't get yourself in those situations. And they try to victim blame and say, it's her fault for this and it's her fault for that. And, and then there's the women that are like, why would you, even when you think about like a, a false confession, like why would somebody ever give a false confession or why would somebody mm-hmm. ever do something that they're not willing to do or that pass their moral foundation? And then you see something play out and you, you have no idea what you would do. You have no idea what you would actually say. So when mm-hmm. you see her doing this, you know that she does not want to do this and that it's, it's surpassing her moral code. But also like she, she looks so, almost confused and numb and out of it. And so, yeah, you feel horrible because that could be any one of us. It could be our sisters, our moms, our daughters. And I think they did such an amazing job having a woman who has gone through it. And and that's one of the parts of her career. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman who uh, has gone through it and it stands up for women, almost like she took one for the team. And then they have a woman who's just starting to go through it. And it's all these different generations of what that yeah. looks like. And the thing is, is it's still 
a man's world. Like this is a man's world. Corporate companies and things like that are all built from the ground, typically by a man. Um, and that's okay. You know, we want equality. There's nothing wrong with men, but it does mean that there is still slightly an edge because we're playing in their game. So it's just, you feel so horrible for her, but you like to think, why didn't she say that's as far up as it can go? Like there's no further. Sorry. Yeah. You know, what is the fear? Are you afraid he's going to hurt you? Are you afraid he's going to hit you? Are you afraid you're not going to get the job? And what would you do in that situation? Like, what do you think you would truly do? I don't know. I, I think that I would, I would like to think that I would be like, no, that's a, I can't go any higher. Just like how you think, okay, well, if anyone ever attacked me, I would be vicious. I would act like I was psychotic. I would tell them I was going to throw up on them or poop my pants. Like you think of all the things that you're going to say if someone physically attacks you, but then your husband scares you and jumps out of the bathroom and all you do is freeze. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, um, you can say that you would like to think that you would do all of these things, but when push comes to shove, you actually don't know what your body's going to do. I mean, like I was bullied in elementary school and I remember the way it felt. It's like the pressure of the world is pushing in on all of your senses and you, you cannot respond. And it wasn't until like two months of bullying where I finally was fed up with it to be like, I'm not putting up with this anymore. Stop treating me this way. She didn't have two months to make a decision, you know, and it's just crazy. Well, and so just to the point that you were talking about how men have built all of these, you know, industries or whatever. I was listening to um, a podcast on my daily drive, which if you don't do the daily drive on Spotify, you're missing out on life. It's like my favorite thing when I get in the car, but they played a podcast episode. I forget if it was from the New York times or I don't remember. Maybe it was the post, but they did. It was together like, Jen. <laughs> why, why aren't there more women CEOs? And this is just like a quick little tidbit here, mm-hmm. but I meant to send this to you, but they did this huge long line research. Um, and women, whenever they are hired by big companies are funneled mostly directly into like jobs of human relations, things that we're really good at. We're really good at mending fences, bringing people together, handling conflict, things like that, where men are funneled into the analytical things, the things like profit and loss. So they were um, interviewing this woman who had finally gotten the position to be on the fast track to CEO. And they start saying, well, these are all the things you need to do to be considered for this job. And it was really easy to mark off all these things. But then they're like, you need to run a profit and loss division. And she had never been given that opportunity and never done it. And that was the one hurdle that she found almost insurmountable. And so to all of you women who are in larger industries and you're not running your own business, go get a profit and loss job. Like go change the status quo because I think that it's incredibly easy for us to get pushed into what the world thinks that we are good at. And it doesn't mean that we're not. But if you are a go-getter and you want one of those higher up jobs, we have to change the way that that looks by seeking out things that we aren't necessarily being pushed into. And it was such an interesting podcast. And we also um, 150,000% have to stop judging other women because we don't know what that looked like. And to be completely honest and frank, if we didn't have the Megans um, out there, 
who did get sexually harassed and abused mm-hmm. and pushed through and gained enough power in the media and in their industry to actually make change, to have a voice that was loud enough to be heard. If she hadn't gone through that, then it would be a lot of little voices that likely would not be heard. So as much as it really is shitty and sucks, it's it's one of those things that has been happening for all of time. And mm-hmm. There are, unfortunately, a lot of women who did have wonderful careers and that did play a part for them to have, you know, 10 minutes of disgusting situation they had to go through to get their dreams. And I'm not saying that it's right at all. It's disgusting. Obviously, we all agree about that. But thank God that somebody actually, two people, two women who had gone through it decided to stand up, even if it meant they lost their jobs and everything that they had. Yeah. And at one point, Megan says, well, I'm either... I'm either going to be roasted over the coals for saying something Mm -hmm. or not saying something soon enough. And I'm like that, the fact that like in her mind, it still wasn't good enough to say something. And like, I mean, Margot Robbie's character does ask her when she like seeks her out. She's like, why didn't you say anything? You could have saved me from this. Like you could have protected me from this. And I'm like, you know what? A part of me was like, yeah, why didn't she? And then I'm like, it the the timing was perfect. The timing was perfect because she didn't have the power to make like Gretchen's statement was one thing, but when Megan Kelly came on and said, I'm going to say something too, that's when all the dominoes started to fall. And you're like, you're watching Gretchen and Nicole Kidman plays her and she's on her like elliptical or whatever. And she sees that Megan has basically endorsed that everything she said was true and happened to her too. And it was like, I, and everything I am doing is rectified. Yeah. Like I have the support. And I mean, there's nothing like having the support of another woman. Like support of a man Especially, is one thing, but like support of another woman who is an equal or above you. Yeah, like exactly. There's nothing like it's, that. Especially when it's a woman who you don't see eye to eye with on big yeah. life things, but you're well, still- Well, Roger pitted them one. against each other on purpose. Well, that's what men do to women in general. Yes. Especially in the workplace. So it's, and you know, Margot's character even says like, you didn't think about if you accepted this, what would happen to me later, you know, that it would be a chain that would continue. And I do think that women just weren't allowed to have that voice. They would try and they would be silenced. And so I think since there were two of them and so many came forward, it was just this beautiful thing. And that's when the tides really started to change. And we started to have the times, times up, you know, times up movement. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that I, but it's always great to celebrate men that actually, because not all men are bad and not all men would ever treat women this way. So celebrating the men that are behind these powerful women, like Megan's husband, somebody makes a crude comment to her in person and he walks up and is like, if you ever speak to or look at my wife like that again, I will kick your... I'll bash your face in. Yeah. Like it's over. So And she goes... Uh, you're getting some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, and yeah. You and I have men like that. Like Jesse, Jesse yeah. will always support me, and he. I've literally seen him tell a man he'll bash his face. <laughs> <laughs> you have. Oh my god! Now you have to tell that story. It'll be I mean, if you don't. 
Well, I mean, basically, he was walking towards a bathroom while Charlo was coming out of the women's bathroom. This man ahead of him looks into the women's bathroom, and he just goes, what? You like looking in women's bathrooms? And the guy was like, I like looking at the ladies coming out of the women's bathroom. And he was like, basically, like, I'm going to kill you. Um, yeah, because it was his wife and his wife and his friends. He was like, you're disgusting. What are you doing? You're gross. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, well, and even one of the guys on Megan Fox's team at one point is like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, I have a family. Yeah. Like, don't implode my life. But then when she said, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, he didn't stop her. No. Um, and so he was like right on that middle he line. He had a daughter. Like, think about that. Yeah. It's it's a circle and you have to break, you have to break it. And well, and both Megan was, and Gretchen have a moment where they look at their daughters when they are yep. making a pivotal decision yeah. and they decide to go forward. Yeah, because it's not about you. You all, you know. And that's probably one of the factors of before they were mothers and they were only hurting themselves and mm -hmm. they felt like they could handle it. That's why they were able to push through those situations. But it's different because then they they mature and they become mothers and that activity and behavior stops. And then they look yeah. at their kids well, and realize like I could – I can change the world. I tell my son all the time, Seth – likely will end up in politics. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And he says mm -hmm. that he really wants to have an impact in the world. He wants to change the world. And then he'll complain about things he doesn't like. And I'll, I'll tell him, if you really want to make a change in the education of the world, then you need to be in education. Yeah. Because nobody's yep. ever going to listen to somebody who has opinions about it, but isn't in it. Nobody's going to yep. listen to you unless you're in it. So yep. the beauty that these women were in it, and they, yeah. they made a change. This is a perfect example of how you can make a huge impact on an industry by telling your truth, standing up for what's right, no matter what, and banding together even when it's not your people per se. Yeah. I mean, it was – they also like – they put in so much work. I mean, Gretchen came ready. Like she didn't drop these charges on him with just hearsay. Like she had recordings. She had all yes. of this work she did to make sure oh, that man. she was not going to lose. She was like, I cannot, nope. I cannot lose this fight. And it's she, not just about me. It's about everybody. Let's face it. She likely would have without that proof. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, they thought, so at the end of the movie, she calls and her lawyer's like, I bet she's ready to settle. And then she comes in and asks for them to clear the room, except for Roger and his mm -hmm. wife, who at that point had still believed that he was, you know, being falsely accused. And then she says she's got um, – sorry, my dog is jingling. Um, <laughs> she's got recordings. She has recordings. She has proof that everything she said, everything in that indictment was real. And you see Roger's wife, like, crumbling visually – um, on Don't get screen. Me started. You listen, if your husband is accused of um, sexual harassment once, maybe it was just BS. Two, Twice, three, four three, times. Four. Girl, stop supporting your man. It's happening. Women are not like there is a crazy. We're all crazy, first of all. Second of all, the only women that would just make stuff up to be completely insane typically are still very smart and are doing it to a man that can give them a lot of money. And they're the one-offs. So it's not going to be something that happens over and over and over. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately, if it's too good to be true, it likely is. So like same, same scenario. If it continues to happen, there's, there's truth there. Well, and I think there's this like, if you watch, if you like listen to any rhetoric from the really super egotistical men who have power in this country, they'll say things like, well, I can't do anything because I might get accused for X, Y, Z, like, because some crazy person might tell me, like, come out and accuse me that I sexually abuse. I'm like, 
then be above reproach, son. <laughs> Let's just treat people well. And then that'll never happen to you. And so you're starting to see men with power start to like, they're not hugging women from the front anymore. They're doing side hugs. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm for it. Be above reproach. I'm like, I, I try not to ever be alone with a man that's not my husband or my father or my brother ever. I think that- because. Oh, wait, ever. You know? Yeah. No. And you and know, no, honestly, that's- ever. I try exactly. I try my very best because I don't ever want to be put in the position where my mm-hmm. my like my um integrity could be put yep. in jeopardy. Like that's not ever my hope. And if I am alone with a man, like someone knows exactly where I am, they mm-hmm. know exactly what's happening. And like only certain men, like you like yes, I have never. a good buddy, a local good, very, very good male friend who's a photographer. He yeah. side hugs me and we are super close. Like text every other day close. Now when he side hugs me, I'm insulted. I'm like, excuse you, you can give me a freaking normal hug. <laughs> One of your best friends. You know, if you're but he read the room. Like he knew that until we were at that close of a friendship, a side hug was all that was appropriate. Right. And that's because he's a really good man and he wants to make sure that his is also not and he's I have several friends that are men that I could be alone with and not have yeah. any concern, any direction. But yeah, and I do too. It wasn't in the beginning. And when it comes to a work situation, yeah, I'll do my best to not be alone in a room. And that is what's sad. When Jesse and I have conversations about the thought process of like, well, I can't do that because then I'll be alone with that man. And I can't park yeah. here because it's next to that kind of car or because there's no other cars or I can't go to this place alone at this time, like he is still so blown away because that has never at any point in time ever gone through his head. Yeah. So have you watched, I think you did. Um, gosh, what is her name? Um, from Sex and the City, Cynthia Powell. Is it Cynthia Powell? I don't know. Uh, the amazing redhead. Did you watch the um, video I posted where uh, it's basically just women? Yes, I sure did. Oh, so Michael watched it the other day. I didn't ask him to, but he saw it on my Facebook. And he was like, I am so sorry. And I was like, thank you. That's literally no lie, exactly what it's like to grow up as a girl. Do this, but don't do that. But if you do that, then don't do this. And if you do that, then don't do this. And this, and you're just like, it's just exhausting. It's just, it's so exhausting. And you're watching, you're watching this movie and you get really grateful and you get really sad. And I mean, like, so the other day I was um, at church, actually, they, um, everyone's really interested by our job. (laughs) <laughs> and how it works and how much would we charge for this and X, Y, Z. And so I get some really honest questions. Um, and I basically was like, to be completely frank, um, my industry is not absolved from this type of um, prejudice. It's just not. Like um, I could be in the industry just as long as a male counterpart and he's going to make more money than I am. And I control my salary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like – it's just the way it is. And someone asked me, well, who's doing the hiring? And I was like, it doesn't matter who's doing the hiring. The perception is still that he has more value than I do, yeah, even though I may have be better at my job. So most most of the hiring is still by a bride. And the thing is, is especially, you know, our generation, we were still raised to respect our elders and that it's the man of the house and it's the man of the this and oh the man stick it to the man our bosses were men the CEOs and the VPs were primarily men so we're just pre-programmed to innately think that a man's just 
going to be good. Going to be better at that. Doing, he's probably really great at it. And so, and that's okay because guess what? The men that I get put up against in my industry really are incredibly amazing at what they do. And they, and deserve, we should support them. Absolutely. deserve to make money for their families. Yeah. And, but that, but I should get to make the same amount. That's all just equality. Not I get more than you or I get it and you don't No, It's just, it's not me or you it's us. And so, well, an equal consideration. I mean, like I would say, if you have the ability to be putting people up for consideration for a job in this industry and you find yourself naturally gravitating towards a guy and you don't know why, you're not like, oh, his he does better floral arrangements than this woman or he communicates better with me. If you literally can't think of why you're putting him on that list, I would consider consider checking your motives for what your list of recommendations is for your clients. Like oh, yeah. why? On it, and regardless, I mean, of whoever it is, make sure that you know why you like this person's work better than someone else's, um, and and check why. No, we should definitely all be supporting each other. It's just it's so frustrating to look at the longevity of a career and realize yeah. that there are male counterparts who have done this job for less time than I have, who make more money than I do, and oh, get yeah. to do a lot cooler things than I do. And this, you guys, this movie took place in 2016. Yeah, it's not like it was. It's like three and a half years ago. Yeah, it's Most just, likely. That's it's just crazy. Insane. I will say, so I did have a corporate job. Um, I was in the executive team, which was like 10, 12 people. And uh, so I very much would be alone with CEOs, uh, men in their offices. I would be going on trips with men. Um, and so this could have very, very easily happened to me, but mm-hmm. I would, but I'm, but I really want to celebrate the men that are great because what happened mm-hmm. to me instead was I was told that, um, because I didn't go over the top with my clothes and my hair and my makeup and that I was just really like down to earth and open and honest. That's one of the reasons that they were so, intrigued by me and interested in promoting me. So it was kind of the opposite of these ladies, whereas they were asked to wear lots of hair and makeup and dresses. Of course, they're on TV, so it does make some sense. But even the ones in the offices where it does not make sense. Um, And then I was also told that someday I would be a CEO because of my instincts. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was by our CEO, who is an amazingly successful businessman even to this day. And so even just having that confidence put in me from him Mm -hmm. in a 100% professional manner literally still works wonders for me today. And then all my bosses were men and I didn't believe in myself and they encouraged me to believe in myself and were always nothing but like hands down, unbelievably amazing leaders that helped me have a very successful career and made it easy for me to transition into owning my own business and, and being successful. So like, I really can say that I got very lucky by having men be great and help me. And I didn't. Well, and that's the same thing that happened. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing that exact. That's exactly what happened for the woman in the podcast episode. I'll figure out what it was when you talk about it um, yeah. on Instagram. But same thing. She was like, I was able to. She basically her boss was like, Hey, I want to put you on the fast track for CEO. Are you interested? And she was like, I honestly had never thought about it, and I had never thought that I would qualify for that job until you said that out loud to me. And mostly because there had never been another woman in that position for her to compare herself to. Yeah. To see Um, it, like to envision it. Yeah. Well, and so I think that's like the push for me as a mom of a girl is like, compare yourself to anyone, compare yourself to anyone. They do not have to have the same body parts as you for you to qualify to be as excellent as them this weekend. Um, 
and I love my church. I really do. It's one of the healthiest churches I've ever been in in my life. But um, we did baby dedications and some of the services had like 10 babies and they were also cute. And then some of them had just one baby. And um, I was listening to the prayers that were being said out loud because um, when, when it was a single baby, they got like a specific prayer just for them in front of everybody. And for the little boy, it was so great. It was like, um, God, we just thank you that he's he's brave and he's a conqueror and that he has these amazing abilities and he's going to be an amazing leader and just calling out these amazing qualities for this little boy that I was like, yeah, like God, give him those things. And then we are pastors amazing. He's a great man. And I think it's just ingrained in him to think and say these things. But for the little girl, two services later, he just prayed, Lord, we thank you for her sweet spirit. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I'm sitting back there on platform because I was leading worship this weekend. And I just prayed, and God, thank you for her bravery. And thank you for her leadership ability. And thank you for her strength. And thank you for – I was like adding on because I was like – immediately it was not fair. Yeah. It was not yeah. fair. And that's so the the that's the things that like without even knowing it it's, it's somewhat ingrained that you yep. are to um look at other women like what do they want from me? You know, like almost like are they to be trusted or are they not? You never know with women. And then <laughs> and then men are like, you know, oh well it, he's kind of the the boss. So what he says is, you know, probably what goes or it's what's true or it has more power or meaning or weight. And so innately, like that's what goes down and it's all completely inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Each person yeah. could be uh, she, yeah. <laughs> You can have a female. Beach. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there. Perp. Oh, everything you goes every way. Yeah, you're just standing there and you're listening to someone who you know respects women. He respects me immensely, and that's yeah. the that's the thing that comes from just the innocence of your spirit that's ingrained in you. Like, right. but he didn't. But it goes both ways. He didn't pray that that boy would grow up emotionally sound and would be caring. You know. It's just, it goes both ways. And I think watching this stuff as a woman raising a daughter and probably even for you as raising a son, you just try and you hope and you pray that you are raising them to be balanced Mm -hmm. and be fair and be proud and know that they're capable of anything. My son recently had a situation where he was in an environment that he didn't want to be in and didn't like. And it was not a very female empowering environment. And he, who isn't, 20. I was going to say 19. <laughs> um, <laughs> ew, ew, David, ew. Um, <laughs> so he's, he's 20. And so I guess he's like an adult or something ish. <laughs> and he, uh, he said something. He was like, I don't like this. Um, I was not raised this way. I am not going to be a part of this. I- I'm, you know, going to be leaving. And he was basically made fun of. And, for not being more manly. And he's plenty manly, like Seth's. Yeah. You know, he's not yeah. unmanly by any means. He's very much a man. And so that's a real bummer that even the Zillennials and the next generation still has some of that where they're teasing him for not wanting to be a part of uh, an environment where he doesn't appreciate the way they're treating women. So one, you're yeah. proud as a mom and two, you're bummed out because that's still a thing. A thing. But also, I'm not going to lie, like it's the things that are happening for us as women is super great, especially for our generation. And we yeah. can't help but think about how amazing for the next generation and the one after that. And eventually, yes, we will have a president 
Jennifer Wilson, and it's going to be amazing. But before then, I am worried about my 20-year-old Caucasian son. Right. I'm not going to lie because he has literally experienced like being told because he is blonde, blue-eyed, white, straight guy. He's privileged. That he is privileged, probably uh, a Christian, probably a Republican. And I don't even know why any of that would matter. Um, And then has been like talked down to, especially working at a place with the coffees because he was the only one that was a a white, straight guy. So Well, I think people have this like predetermined uh, perception that in order for someone else to be respected and to do well, we have to equal it out and treat someone else poorly. And that's that's not... That's not that's not the way it is. Right. For a woman to succeed, that doesn't mean that a white man has to not it's succeed. It's not all a competition. No. Well, and for you to be a be- like a gorgeous black man, that doesn't mean a gorgeous white man has to be suck at his job. Exactly. Like it's just no. mutual respect across the board. And I think that our generation as parents and as individuals, we have a lot of mistakes to undo. And so like Michael read an article the other day that says that baby boomers were like the best generation Mm -hmm. ever. I mean, the things they went through, the things they produced, their work ethic. And I'm like, I don't disagree with you. I I think that they were incredible. And I honestly don't think that they'll be surpassed. I really don't. No. I'm like, how do we leave a legacy like that. I mean, I do feel like because of their work ethic and the things that they did, I think a lot of like their children were overlooked, which is why we are putting up with right. a lot of things that our parents did out of a need to fulfill their own desires. Like it's just, it's a mess. And I think that we should always be wanting to leave the place that we inhabit better than before. But that doesn't mean that one type of person has to be pushed lower down on the ladder for someone else to step up. Exactly. And you can help your friends up, whether they're female, male. Yeah. I mean, I would say in my job, I, I liked what I did and I like had joy in my job, but it wasn't until I created real true friendship and started partnering with people like you that I began to have true joy in, in my profession. Um, and like nothing makes me happier. Well, okay. That's a little broad. Um, I get really happy when I'm not available for an event, but I get to refer you or I get to refer Crystal or Becca or like it's the best. Am I sad that I'm not going to make that money because apparently everyone wants to get married on October 17th, 2020? Um, Yeah. But it makes me so happy to be like, you know what? I'm not available, but here are four women who are available. They cost similarly to me and they're going to kill it. Go hire one of them. I can honestly say that I don't keep track of the number of weddings that don't book me that I really want, but I can say that I have a pretty good number in my head for how many weddings I've been able to get to book one of my friends. Mm-hmm. And it's I amazing those weddings, and so it's, it's it is an amazing thing. It feels. It almost feels like, I guess, equivalent to if we were at a corporate job and I got to refer a friend for a promotion and they got it. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. like heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're essentially being like at our pra- at our price range. Like here, I'm giving you enough to pay two to three months of your mortgage. Take it. Yeah, that's nice. Like who else gets to do that? That's amazing. So, I mean, I feel like we could talk about this. Yeah, we for forever. Let's bring <laughs> let's bring it back for those of you who are not aware. There is a wedding in this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
That's there true. is. It, it's probably questionable and maybe you don't agree with it and that's okay, but it is National Women's Month. So we knew since we had both watched this movie recently and it did have a wedding in it, it met the criteria and it had to be done. It totally meets the criteria. Listen, here's the deal about the criteria. It's our podcast. We get to do what we want. Do what I and want. Just preparing you come this Christmas. There's not a there's not a wedding in Elf, but we're gonna talk about it. And we already planned Elf's wedding. We're having an Elf wedding competition <laughs> because we get to do what we want. And you know what? There could be a movie where all they do is talk about their wedding, where they're like, "Oh, mom and dad's wedding was so cute. I love that you wore a purple dress." It qualifies. Yes. So we zoom in, and Michael Scott's boss. <laughs> is on the phone and he's at a wedding and he's Jewish and he's wearing the yarmulke and he's outside and it's obviously California because the light is so good and, and it is gorgeous. It is beautiful. It's a, it's a, like, looks like a garden wedding. The floral is stunning. Magic. The hoopla is amazing. Yes. So. Oh, the chuppah was so good. I, I love Jewish weddings. Some bad news. We don't see the bride. No. We don't, we don't know. But we get to imagine. I I I think that because she it was a Jewish wedding, I totally imagined her as being a brunette. Okay, and I totally imagined that she was going to have an amazing train. Me too. I feel like it was like a, a sweetheart neck with like a beautiful big maybe like the the Carol Hannah linen skirt. Yeah, kind of that's what I'm thinking. And I feel like the bridesmaids are wearing the uniform to be a newscaster. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly imagine them wearing like um, a champagne cream because the floral was so neutral and the all the stone was that color. Oh, you're being so and then <laughs> I think the groom was wearing black. Yes, but in all honesty, in all honesty, the floral was like so lush and green, and there was this beautiful white floral everywhere. And honestly, I'm like. Listen, if you're one of my brides and you have a neutral wedding plan this year, I'm still excited and it's going to be amazing. But give me some color. <laughs> I do. Like, think I'm ready it for the color. season of color, so that's nice. I think so. I think so. Um, I mean, there's a time and place for everything, and every event has a purpose and a reason. I just, I love me some color. I'm sitting in my office where I have a pink couch, and there's color everywhere. Like the rainbow vomited in my office. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was a very um, elegant and expensive affair for him to even be there. Um, so it was probably going to be amazing. Uh, yes. He also seemed like super rushed to take that phone call. Like, he did. I mean, yeah, the wedding was probably about to start and he's like standing in the middle of where the aisle is going to be. So I get well, it. Well, I mean, you have to answer because either it's Roger or it's Dwight Schrute. <laughs> like you need to know what level of emergency it is. And thank God it wasn't a Dwight emergency or he would have had to leave immediately because Dwight was going to be at his house inspecting it and telling him how expensive it was. Yeah. <laughs> so... Good news. Roger finally, obviously, is totally caught. He's let go. Um, it starts this beautiful chain reaction and like a revolution where people that are men that have a high level of power, like Weinstein, are being called out. Women are banding together and they're tearing it down. And I think it is a hard time out there right now for a privileged man who thinks that that women are an object because they are it, it doesn't matter if it's something that they haven't done in a long time or if they were like three years ago they were like oh i better stop before i get caught no 
we're coming for you and it's happening. So you should be scared. Um, for real. <laughs> I loved this movie so much. I'm going to make Jesse watch it. I think anybody with a daughter needs to watch it. It's, it's very real. It's based on a true story, obviously. And whew, what a time. Well, I mean, I'm excited about the future for women's. I'm, I'm sorry excited. We I'm excited for. E- <laughs> I'm excited for. I'm excited for everyone because I think that when we all become equals, we all get a better quality of life. And I also too think that it should be said that like I'm sitting here and we're talking about The Office, and I'm remembering the episodes where um, Clark is given to Jan as a sexual object for them to get the White Pages account, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's not fair either. So like we all have to see each other as equals and we're all just as important as the other person, no matter what your job is or how much money you make or where you live or how you grew up. We're all important. Um, No one is more important than anyone else. I don't care who you are. Um, And so never use your power or your hard work to discount somebody else's. That's not okay. Um, And I'm, I'm just, I'm really hopeful to see by the time that it's my time to leave this earth that, I think it will be better. No, oh, I think, I think be, it's already be better. better. Yes, I think it's already better for sure. Um, you you have value, and it it is not to be compromised by another human being. And you know what? I think that I would like to say that this could have never happened to me. Um, it didn't happen to me, but I, it, I'm I'm thankful to say that I think I would have walked away. But I don't know. So if you know someone who has been sexually abused or taken um, taken advantage of, just love them and encourage them and make sure they go get counseling. And um, also watch the things you say, because in reality, a lot of people don't come forward or talk about it ever. And it's one in four. So there's like a chance you do know somebody. Um, yeah. And yeah. if you have found success without having this happen to you, you should definitely be really thankful. Mm-hmm. For sure. But we um, obviously are just grateful for this platform that we have, whether it's 50 of you or 50 trillion one day, I don't know. Um, but we're just grateful we, that you're here. I'm grateful that I don't have to wear a dress every day to work <laughs> or like ever, because let's face it, I would have gotten fired and heels. <laughs> and I think my favorite part of the movie is after he's gone and the next morning, like all these women are having to explain that they don't have to wear a dress and heels, but that's who, who chooses to wear a dress and heels to work every day. Like that should have been the first question. And I even said something to Jesse and he was like, gosh, I guess I didn't even realize that they always have a dress on. And I'm like, really? Cause I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like wearing pants the next day and he's like, oh wow, pants. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> but it's so yeah. nice to see, like, there's no reason that you should have to look a certain way in order to successfully do your job, except for when you are on camera. Of course, you're going to need to look a certain way to be on camera. We need to look a certain way at a wedding day, but I don't have to look that way at my home office or in the grocery store. And nobody gets to have a say in that. Yeah, and you know what? Is- like, for I do think it's getting better equality wise because I'm, I'm when you were saying that I this came to mind. My husband's work literally gives him two months of parental leave as a man. Well, that's amazing. Isn't he that is amazing? not the status quo. No, but I can't wait for the day where it is the status quo. Yeah, that would be. And he doesn't have to take it oh, when the yeah. baby is born. So, like for for parents that want to stagger and be home for the first four months, you can. So these are wow. like, look at us. Look at yeah. us making family that's, important again. We're that's trying. huge. Now, if as a nation we could adopt the siesta. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Forget everything else we just talked about. I just want a mandated nap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
All right. Well, you guys, we, as always, are just so glad that you're here. Oh, we um, still – are we going to favorite it and, and I think we I don't think do so. Oh, really? I still think we can. My favorite okay. is the, the floral arrangements. Well, that's – okay, sure. The chuppah. Yes, okay. <laughs> I actually really liked the venue. I'll take the venue. Okay. And the time of day that they chose to have their ceremony yes. was perfect. Yes. Agreed. And then um, uh, hated it. The chairs. I honestly didn't even look at them. They are the <laughs> usual fold bulls chairs. And then um, – I don't have a hated it because I wasn't – I was oh, okay. like – that's fine. Zoned. I was zoned in. I guess my hated it would be that there weren't very many people there yet, and it looked like it was about to start. Be That's on time, rude. but don't be, be too on early. time. <laughs> and if you're gonna miss it, don't lie and say that you died. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to the mini session. Okay. Oh my goodness. Um, I think my made of hunter would actually be um Nicole Kidman, Gretchen. Yep, Gretchen would be my maid of honor. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, because she she started it. I'll just uh, I'll go opposite and go Megan uh, because she had a lot to lose by stepping up, and mm-hmm. she didn't care, and she actually ended up quitting that job, which yep. is amazing. And then better things happen for her. And obviously, our maid of dishonor is obviously that. Actually, obviously I was going to say Roger's wife. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he's. it's obvious that he is, but I feel right. like she probably had an intuition, and if she'd have made a stink and done something about it, she could have either stopped him or called him out on it so that he got caught. But either way, less women could have been harassed if she had taken a stand, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, because I'm trying to pick somebody who isn't the obvious. <laughs> I would hope that she had an intuition, but in yeah. the movie, she was played as being yeah. blindly in love and just like blithely behind every single one of his ideas, both religious and political. I guess he could have hit it that well. Obviously, he would be my number one dishonor. Well, and if he can abuse strangers, how is he emotionally or physically abusing his own wife? So yeah. she might not have actually seen she it. could Maybe she's truly manipulated. I don't know. I guess it would be shitty of me to blame his abuse and say that it's because of her and that's not accurate at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying Had she known, she support, could qualify as a maid of dishonor. Yes. And don't, if she knew, then she would qualify. If she knew. And don't support yeah. your man when he's doing things that are shady. Period. No, ever. Ever. Oh my gosh, my dog wants to go. <laughs> okay, guys, this one wasn't, uh, it wasn't funny and it shouldn't have been because it's all about girl power and that is a serious thing. <laughs> it is though. <clears throat> Love you. <laughs> uh, support, support each other. Love each other. As strong as and the woman next to me. If you want to support us by liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sending in your own stories. Yeah. Don't slap our heinies, but you can slap the like button. I, I think I have slapped your hiney before. Yeah. I mean, it's it when, like I said, we don't have to side hug when we're besties. We can front hug. Okay. <laughs> Y'all have a good week and uh, we'll see you on the catch on the flippity flop and never forget. Never leave a crasher behind. Bye, guys. <laughs>